In this episode, Alvaro shares his experience from Strategy Sprint, the one-week virtual consulting project. You'll get to hear an overview of the project, the skills he gained, the problem his team was asked to solve, and his biggest takeaways. After chatting with Alvaro, we bring you another session of After Office Hours, where we answer a listener question about consulting case practice. Don't forget to send in your questions about consulting to podcast at managementconsulted.com. Let's get started. Here's our conversation with Alvaro. Alvaro, I'm excited to welcome you to Strategy Simplified. Uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Absolutely. Well, first, can you kick us off with an overview of your background, just kind of the stops that have uh, along your journey that have led you to being where you are now? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a continuous improvement manager. I'm based in Calgary, Canada. And uh, for the past four years, I've been leading implementation uh, projects in the areas of operational excellence and some strategic initiatives with uh, C-suite visibility. Um, and the, the, the areas where I've been working on or sort of the industry, it's the fertilizer industry and, um, and there's also some chemical um, industries associated to that as well. Um, I'm originally from Peru. I first half of my career, um, I spent it in Lima and I work for 500 fortune companies such as Procter & Gamble and Microsoft before immigrating to Canada. And uh, while I was here, I went to Queen's University in Ontario to pursue my MBA. And, um, and I then decided to get certified as Lean Six Sigma um, practitioner and got my black belt certification, which is really all all in all, it's the toolbox that I have for what I do today. Awesome. Okay. Well, you've uh, you've got a lot going on, and you've done a lot uh, in your in your career. That's awesome. And so, you were a consultant in uh, Management Consultants Strategy Sprint uh, in May 2021. And so, that's a one week consulting project. You get you're put on a team to solve a real world world problem for a real client. Um, so curious, what is the problem that your team was tasked to solve? So basically, this was um, in the tourist space or tourism space. Um, a destination management company or DMC based in Japan was looking to expand their existing operations in the U.S. They wanted to double their revenue in the next 12 months. Okay. And so, yeah. That was sort of the prompt for our case. Okay, well, simple enough. Double revenue in one year. Great. Okay, and before I get to the actual work you did for the client in the project week, um, before that, you received some skills training, um, and you got to apply that in a case competition with your team and, and your, your project leader. So um, curious how the training and the case competition helped you during the project week. Well, I have to be um, very transparent. We, our team won that competition. So <laughs> it was really exciting to like, just, you know, right off the bat, we were like already winners. Oh, um, <laughs> so it was really exciting to sort of put in practice because what the first sort of round of competition does is it 
it's a quick way to implement a lot of the learnings that you have gone through in such a short period of time and, and put it in context in, in, a, in, in, let's say, in a smaller scope kind mm -hmm. of thing. And so I, I think, um, you know, the structure approach to be able to clarify the scope of the work, um, start with that hypothesis up front, instead of trying to boil the ocean with all the many aspects of the problem and then being able to break the problem into pieces that then became work streams was really, really helpful. Um, along with the whole pyramid structure approach to how you actually package and present the end result. Having that in mind, was really helpful, not just for the competition itself, but for the full week that we had following up. Okay. And that's a lot of the feedback that we hear as well. You know, the kind of the pyramid principle way of communicating and structuring um, is often kind of the, the most helpful things that, that people get out of the training. And so I'm glad to hear that that helped you. And I'm sure it's serving you well beyond just the, the one week experience as well. Um, so, all right, let's get to the project week. Can you walk us walk us through that? What did you do exactly? Yeah, so um, we had a, a very first meeting with the client. So we had an opportunity to prepare some questions with the prompt um, in mind. And then the week went so fast, but basically we... Um, we had um, the opportunity to understand the problem after the client meeting, um, build that hypothesis and break the problem into work streams. So basically, how are we going to um, you know, bring the revenue levels? Uh, how are we going to double them in, in, in 12 months? What are the issues or in opportunities that we can leverage? So there was a lot of um, research work throughout the week. Um, and then we split that work into work streams. So personally, I was in charge of the capabilities section in terms of how are we going to make sure that we have the right boots on the ground to support that growth um, and what where. Um, in the U.S. would make sense to expand to so that we can support that growth. Um, the other two extremes were related to understanding the market dynamics, um, mainly looking at what are the product differentiation, are we at par or subpar when it came to our product offering, and then some of the partnerships within that space that were required for that growth. Um, what was really important throughout that period is those touch points. So we had, uh, obviously, the team would work um, and meet uh, basically every other day, if not every day throughout the week. But then we also had one-on-ones with, um, in our case, was a former BCG consultant who was the team lead. And then closer to, let's say, day four, um, between three or four, I can't remember, we had sort of a check-in with what would be the, the partner role in that, in that project, where we had already 
flesh out the, hypo the hypotheses and understood where were the levers for this growth. And we had an opportunity to be challenged about our assumptions, whether we had the right data supporting some of these as, um, recommendations. And then thankfully we didn't have to change that much. Um, I wanna say probably uh, we needed to add 30% of the work um, on top of what we had already done to get it to the finish line. Okay, sounds like your team was uh, very busy that week and there's a lot to un unpack here, uh, but you mentioned um, your, your meetings with the team. What was it like to interact with your team specifically and how many people were on your team? Yeah, we were, um, I believe seven people and we had an opportunity to work either in pairs or as an individual, we have four different work streams. So typically, I believe some teams would be um, not necessarily seven, but five or six. So we were sort of the anomaly in that regard. We, we, some other teams had um, five or six team members. In our case, it helped with the workload. Um, and it was really interesting. We had people, experienced professionals like myself, and there was another fellow um, in, in the U.S., most of the, the team members were, were out of the U.S. And then we have also some PhD students, some recent MBA grads or current MBA grads. And, and we all had to learn from each other, right? So different work styles, different time zones. It was really interesting to, to quickly understand, okay, what's, what are the tools that we need to use to effectively collaborate? And then what are also the, the ways that we can, you know, um, share our insights without having to wait for the next schedule meeting. And so we, we were very nimble in that way. We were really results oriented from that perspective. And I think everybody realized that um, the week was going by so fast. And, uh, and we could see live the progress on the deck um, because we, we use um, uh, Google Docs for that, and um, and we could see progress, and we could see, oh, you, you're you know, you're going in this direction. This is how my work can support that opinion, and we would connect um, in between meetings. That's awesome. And earlier, you mentioned uh, the kind of daily check-ins with an MVP consultant. In your case, a former BCG um, consultant. Um, but how how impactful were those meetings and your just interactions with that you know former consultant? Yeah, on a personal level, I want to say uh, one of the reasons I wanted to to do this is to test my skill set in a different environment outside of you know the uh, the bubble of of your work, your industry, and and your your team. Um, and that was really important to have those. 101 so that I could test whether, you know, the way I was thinking about solving the problem was the right one, mm -hmm. how we could really leverage each other's work. And then also the, um, our, our team lead would provide us with some guidance in terms of, oh, you know, feedback on the spot in terms of, yeah, this is great. Keep doing that. Uh, don't waste your time over here. Um, you know, be more diligent about these, more purposeful about these other pieces that will yield a better result for what we're trying to achieve. So I think um, that was, it, it really, it's, it really brought it home, that feeling that, okay, you're actually working for a client in a, 
in an MBB um, sort of environment and um, you, you're, you're leaving it, you're leaving it the closest because these guys have been there, done that, and they're leading us through that same schedule and process and speed of, of things. Absolutely. So you kind of got to experience what it would be like to, to work on an actual consulting engagement. Um, yeah, that's awesome. We'll be right back after this quick message. Join the next strategy sprint to build consulting skills, add killer experience to your resume, and prepare for life on the job. In Strategy Sprint, you, in a team of six led by an MBB consultant, solve a strategic problem for a real-world business. By the end of the project week, you'll have experienced a taste of what it's like to work in consulting at McKinsey, Bain, or BCG. Oh, and by the way, it looks great on a resume. Our team will even help you add the experience to your CV. Plus, you'll be issued a certificate of completion at the end of the program. So, apply today. Click the link in this episode's show notes to fill out the two-minute application. There are limited spots remaining, so don't miss out. So at the end of the project, your team got to present its findings and recommendations from the week um, to your clients. So can you share the recommendations that you made and the projected impact um, for the client? Yeah, so at the end of the week, um, basically at the end of day five, um, we were able to come up with um, you know, a sound recommendation that would allow our client to reach um, $6 million in, in revenue, which would mean doubling their revenue in, in the span of, of, of 12 months. Um, we, and and, and we, we thought through that in a way that, um, again, using the parameter principle from three main angles. So number one, product differentiation, number two, partnerships, number three, internal capabilities. And with each of them, we've had um, sort of what is the intervention that needed to happen and why we thought that was the right approach backed up by our research and and data analysis. Um, And so from a product differentiation standpoint, one of the interesting things we found was that they were pricing, they were trying to be positioned as a luxury product, yet they're offering either in, either in terms of the makeup of it, how it was being packaged, as well as the pricing was subpar. So um, we obviously wanted to make sure that they brought along a different set of offerings that was more in line with the US market expectations. And then to achieve that, we we wanted them to establish some key partnerships um, in some of the other areas. Um, so they had a small office in New York. We suggested that they offer that they open new operations on the West Coast um, and that they hire um, a team of uh, on with some initial initial team on the West Coast, not just out of New York. And then the last but not least, in terms of internal capabilities point, had to do with their online presence. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was, 
to us, you know, we're leaving this in and out from a branding as search engine optimization standpoint, website positioning, et cetera. There was a lot to be done on that front. And uh, it looked like they were still relying on some of the materials coming out of Japan and they needed to be sort of um, customized for the U.S. market. Something that other Japanese competitors in the U.S. had already done. So we had examples to show, you know, guys, you're probably, there's a gap here that we need to um, improve and, and implement. Absolutely. So did you get to present as well in that final presentation? Yeah, I had an opportunity to quickly present. We divided the presentation um, and um, we all sort of presented our own work streams. So that was sort of neat from, from that standpoint, just the way we split the work. We owned the work stream, we owned the piece of the recommendation and we owned the data behind it. So it was really easy for us to just jump in into that piece of the presentation in case any questions would, would come up or, you know, from the, from the client in this case, would um, we were ready and prepared to respond to those just because we became subject matter experts on that piece. Absolutely. So you got some experience in slide building and presenting to C-suite. So. That's awesome. Um, what was your, for just for you, your biggest takeaway from the whole experience? Huh. So um, I've had an opportunity to reflect on that a few months ago. And um, today I work on the same nature of projects um, presented in front of the CEO or one of his presidents or VPs, uh, direct reports. And it has helped me bridge the gap between what I'm able to achieve in-house without bringing in external consultants. So the, the, the point being here is, you know, we typically have, re had relied a lot internally as an organization on bringing in external consultants because they had the know-how and the ability to come in very quickly, break the problem, solve it, package it in the way that, you know, the C-suite uh, would understand it and accept it and go ahead with the recommendation. So you, if you haven't gone through this type of training in terms of how to do the same for your own projects, you're always gonna fall short in terms of how you communicate it and how you present, you know, from the hypothesis. You know, every slide is an action-oriented slide, and you have a key recommendation, and you have three pillars for your main recommendation, and there's data, you know, that backs it up, and that makes it all sound, and you know, you, it's easier to tell the story about what you're trying to present and influence. That is something that. You know, um, at a very early in your career, allows you to have access and be have the ability to lead these type of strategic projects and and that have you know high impact, high visibility within your organization. Right. So through this, you really added a lot of value to the org organization in just you learning how, more how to think and structure work, you know, like a consultant. So they don't have to hire externally as much, which is 
really huge. That that's right. That's right. There are things that you could still think you need some external expertise, but for what we're capable of and we we can run internally, um, we are better at um, presenting it in a way that gets buy-in very quickly. Yeah. Okay. Well, so continuing on this same thread, but coming at it from kind of a skills perspective, can you just kind of name one one soft skill and maybe one hard skill that you kind of gained to add to your toolkit um, from Strategy Sprint? Yeah, for me, um, was the ability to bring in a team that did not work um, together before, but had the ability to think in the same way through that structure um, way of approaching a problem and um, and in, into an industry that none of us really were um, very well versed to quickly come out with a recommendation. I think that from a soft skill is just that ability to, to work as a team, number one, and from the technical and, and more like the toolbox kind of thing, it's that um, structure approach. So if you were talking to somebody who's kind of thinking about strategy sprint on the fence about it, what would you tell them um, about applying? Yeah, so for me, the, the two things that drove me to being part of this in the first place and that at the end I actually ended up getting was number one, um, the ability to experience the closest to being an MBB consultant. And I've been in, you know, we've engaged in my organization, many MBB firms um, to work in projects. So I could, I got to be on the other side and I got to, and I, it, it was, I can definitely tell you that's exactly sort of how I was looking at things from the outside, now being on the inside, sort of the speed of things, the cadence, the, the, the way work was split and how you needed to defend your research and your, and your, um, your work stream was really, really uh, reflective of what it is in reality. Number two, I think, um, you know, just when I go back to that ability to get, take a problem, break it down, solve it and package it in a way that you can make a sound recommendation that will, that has a life, a higher likelihood to get buy-in across the board, um, especially as you're progressing in your career, that becomes something paramount and important for, for career progress. And, um, and so regardless of whether you are thinking of going into, into an MBB firm or whether consulting is what your next career goal um, uh, that you're trying to achieve, this skill set, you know, you can take it into any industry, into any type of role. Okay. So what you're saying, or it sounds like what you're saying is it was like, you're glad that you did it. <laughs> So yeah, cool. no, if, if, yeah, if you want a tagline there, yeah, it's uh it's go for it. You know, there's no, no regrets either way. It's a win. Um, just make sure that you, you allocate the time because that can be challenging as well. Um, you know, and, and we're not asking too much necessarily, but it's just a matter of 
being committed to attend the trainings, to add the question, to participate, and to get that learning and put it in practice as part of your, your engagement throughout the week. Absolutely. And we'll include uh, the link to apply in the show notes of this podcast. So Alvaro, thanks for sharing about Strategy Sprint. I've got a few more questions here for you um, as we wrap this up. Um, but just to get to know you personally, but we'd love to hear just one item from your bucket list. Huh. Mm. You know, go on those, um, what did they call those hot air balloons in Cappadocia in Turkey? That's in the back at least. Hopefully I'll get to do that. Okay. Oh, that sounds awesome. Let me know when you go. (laughs) (laughs) I'll send pictures. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Sounds, sounds beautiful. All right. And last thing, uh, just one uh, kind of read, listen, or watch recommendation, you know, something you're enjoying right now that you think somebody else might, might be able to enjoy as well. Um, hmm. So I'm into podcasts these days. Um, and, you know, being in the operations and partially on the strategy side of things, I find um, Inside the Strategy Room podcast by McKinsey. Um, it's something that I find, um, you know, it makes me think big picture, um, despite, you know, the details and the tactical aspects of my role. Um, and they, they talk about different aspects and different trends around the world. It, it, it keeps it very specific and, and relevant to what's going on in the world today. Okay, great. Well, we'll uh, link that in the show notes so people can check it out. Um, awesome. Well, Alvaro, thank you so much for sharing your experience with Strategy Sprint, sharing a little bit about you. I really enjoyed it. And I know um, our listeners will as well. Thanks so much. Thank you. And uh, well, have a great day. I appreciate the invitation. And I'm glad I was able to share with you guys my experience. And hopefully more people will, will go through that as well. to another segment of After Office Hours. We're excited to bring you this question. Today, we've got an anonymous question from LinkedIn. By the way, go ahead and give us a follow on LinkedIn. We share every day just updates on consulting, on the industry, case interview best practices, uh, breaking news, and much more. So go ahead, give us a follow over on LinkedIn. And here today, we have Stephanie to answer this question. Stephanie, how are you doing? Great, Japheth. How are you today? I am very well. Thank you very much. Um, So let's get right to it. Question from uh, Mr. Anonymous from LinkedIn is, do you provide consulting case practice for Alex Partners? Stephanie, what do you have to say? Mm -hmm. Mr. Anonymous, Ms. Anonymous, the short answer is yes, right? We, um, We provide case interview practice for any firm that you would be preparing for. And even more broadly speaking, we're seeing the case interview increase in prevalence outside of consulting as well. So building this muscle in terms of case interview practice, thinking and talking and writing at the same time, solving complex, ambiguous business problems on the fly in discussion and engagement with your interviewer live, it's a muscle that you have to build. Now, yes, the exact firm that you are targeting and that you're recruiting into, that may give you a little bit more direction in terms of the topics and, and content of what you're likely to come across in that type of firm uh, case interview. So Alex Partners does quite a bit of turnaround work. You could see some 
some good opportunity for some um, some M&A, recovery, transformation type content in the case interview. Um, and and there's there's a number of different kind of, uh, you know, types of, of, of case interview conversations that you could have. Um, but what's going to make you most prepared for an Alex Partners interview is well-rounded case interview practice. Um, and, and that's what we will, we will help give you here. So, you know, in our case library, you would be able to go through and you would be able to sort and filter and see which of the cases from our 500, 550 in the case library uh, originally came from um, an Alex Partners case. Um, but we wouldn't want you to stop your practice there. You know, you should get a broad diversity of practice across problem types, industry, and functional areas so that you have built this case interview muscle in a well-rounded way. Um, also hope that you really look at our coaching services. We have a a set of ex-McKinsey, Bain, and BCG coaches on staff who have um, years of experience and really lean into this process to help create well-rounded uh, candidates ready to interview, ready for that game day spot, um, you know, be on the hot seat. And, and they can help coach you specifically towards Alex Partner's likely content and the, the approach of that style of interview. But your preparation should hopefully not only prepare you for an Alex Partner's interview, but any other case interview that you would come up against. So really wish you the best in this process and that hope that you would choose to, to work with us as you continue to prepare. Awesome. Thank you, Stephanie, again, for uh, an in-depth answers there. Uh, anonymous, we hope that uh, satisfies your question and we hope you do choose to work with us. We'll link in the show notes to our kind of uh, team of MBB coaches and uh, the resources there so you can get started today to, to work with, uh, with our team to get ready for the interviews and to ace it. Folks, if you have any other questions related to consulting, breaking into the industry, uh, whatever you got, we're happy to answer them. So go ahead and send that in to podcast at managementconsultant.com. We'd even love to hear your voice. So um, to record a quick voice recording on your phone and send that in. And we're excited to, to get more questions and continue to, to help folks out on their journey into consulting and beyond. So Stephanie, thanks again. And folks, we'll catch you again next week. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions about Strategy Sprint, schedule time with a member of our team today. The link is in the show notes. In addition, apply to the next Strategy Sprint project today before we sell out. All links mentioned are in the show notes. We'll catch you again next time for more great content.